Welcome everyone to Geek Girl Meets. You're joining me, Kathy White from Geek Girl Meetup UK, for the next in our podcast series. I'm feeling slightly relaxed as a geek girl right now because I've just got back from holiday and I am very delighted to come back with sunshine and bring you not one but two lovely ladies in today's Geek Girl Meet, which is a first. We've never actually done a three-way. <laughs> I was just <laughs> waiting to see if you two sniggered at that. Uh, so welcome. I have two ladies from the Ministry of Justice. I have Kylie, who is a product manager, and Kamala, who is a delivery manager. And before we go any further, I'm going to get each of you to tell me, first of all, what your job actually entails. And then one of you, you'll have to fight over this, to tell me what it is exactly that you do at the Ministry of Justice. So, Kylie, hello. Hello. Welcome. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, so I'm a product manager um, and it's very similar role within government as it is in the private sector. So your kind of product owner type role, you're dealing with the vision for the product, the roadmap and doing a lot of evangelising to stakeholders. I guess the, the different thing in government is that you also have to deal with the machinery of a big old traditional type organisation, um, which, which has its challenges but is also really rewarding. So, I mean, within our team, we have a kind of very startup culture, but we do sit within that organisation of over 80,000 people in justice. So that can be quite interesting, to say the least. Um, but it does mean that we have access to frontline services. So whether that's prisons or courts, um, we're kind of meeting users on a day-to-day -day basis, which is really exciting. Awesome. And delivery manager, what does that mean? Delivery. Um, so <laughs> I love that you emphasise that, like, delivery. <laughs> Um, so as a delivery manager, it, it, you primarily work within uh, cross-functional multidisciplinary teams. Um, so that's with you know, developers, uh, product managers, designers, and you're there to enable the su successful delivery of the services that we want to offer. So really that could be anything, like sort of setting up the team, speaking to uh, other members of Ministry of Justice, uh, removing any uh, problems that the team might be experiencing, and basically just creating that really uh, fun and uh, cool culture that people would want to work in. Awesome. Now, I last night was chatting to both of my flatmates and I was telling them that we're doing this podcast today and uh, I apologise if you guys get this all the time, but we of course talked about Ministry of Justice and being a Harry Potter fan, we suddenly started referring to it as Ministry of Magic. Got very excited, but for every the benefit of everyone listening, in terms of UK government, Ministry of Justice, what is the exact remit that sits within that? So I think, as I said before, um, so you've got your prisons and courts, and there's a central Ministry of Justice, which we call Ministry of Justice HQ, which is where we work, and then we have a number of agencies, three agencies that sit around that. So that's the Legal Aid Agency, um, Her Majesty's Courts and Tribunal Service, and the National Offender Management Service, which is prisons. Awesome. So I explained to you girls over email that one of the questions that I love to ask, and it's fast becoming my favourite question of all, is to go right back to when you were kids mm -hmm. and find out what it was that you wanted to be when you were growing up. And it's a really enlightening question. I've had everything from astronaut, not just once, twice. Oh, <laughs> um, I've had Bollywood dancer. <laughs> and one of my favourites was from uh, Kim Pham, who basically said that she wanted to be a TV chef. Okay. <laughs> so TV chef personality, which uh, I could definitely see happening. And considering I now follow you on Instagram, you post pics of food all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kylie, why don't you go first? What did you want to be when you were growing up? 
I'm feeling like this is going to be a lot less interesting than the ones you just described. Um, but I was I was thinking through this, and actually, there isn't really a role or a job that I particularly thought of. It was more the environment that I wanted to work in. So. I grew up in a really small village in the west coast of Scotland and for me what I wanted to be was in a city. Yeah. So I just wanted I had this idea of, you know, the bright lights of London or New York or somewhere like that and I just had this vision of kind of, you know, really fast-paced lifestyle and, you know, running around on my phone and meetings and all that sort of thing. Kind of quite cliché, but that's that's what I wanted and that's what I was going for and didn't really have much kind of preference for what industry that was in or Kind of who you know how to get there so I guess my first priority was to kind of go to university which I went to in Edinburgh and then get to London as fast as I could so I came to London actually before I even graduated um, to start working uh, in publishing actually but that was kind of irrelevant it was more sort of you know I wanted to be ambitious and get in amongst kind of young people and the fast pace of that lifestyle. Yeah I think that's quite a nice thing though because when you do look back you, when you think about a role that you want to be in, you do envision where, what type of people, how you all interact with them, all of those different things. So yeah, I think that's that's quite telling. You're in London, so you ticked a big box. Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit like me. I grew up wanting London, New York, or San Francisco. <laughs> um, wanted the Sex and the City lifestyle, and then I realised it's a bit of crap. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? What did you want to be when you were growing up? Uh, so when I was younger, I was completely obsessed with this uh, HBO series called Six Feet Under. Nice. And for those of you who don't know, it's about a dysfunctional family who work in a funeral home. And I got so obsessed with it that when it came to work experience, rather than going to work in like a sandwich shop or anything normal, um, I wrote to my local funeral home and asked if I could go and do work experience there. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, I, I went and did two weeks. And if you think that the tech industry is male-dominated, you should see the funeral industry. Um, and after those two weeks, I realised that actually it was nothing like six feet under and maybe it, this wasn't the career for me. Now, that's, that's quite... Um, yeah. <laughs> I, we can have a whole other conversation about what that was like. <laughs> kind, of, kind of interesting, there's actually a... a significant rise in the amount of technology that is now being built in order to disrupt sounds so terrible to call yeah. it this but the death industry yeah right? mm -hmm. um from kind of uh you know drones mapping out graveyards to look at plots that are still available uh Ooh. to apps that help you manage your funeral the whole way through Don't, wow. it's all all there death maybe day. i missed a, missed a trick there yeah <laughs> <laughs> There's a it's a so terrible story. There's a gold mine there. <laughs> now kind of you know, I want to talk to you both about how you, you got to where you are, like literally in the roles that you're in now. So it's always nice to kind of talk through the journey that you've had and a lot of people, you know, there's no definite A to B, right? You don't mm. start in one place and go, I'm gonna be here and immediately get there. You've got to kind of bob and weave, you may have changed careers. So why don't we start with you? Mm, because sure. you didn't end up in a funeral home. <laughs> no, no, spoiler alert, not in a funeral home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I graduated into the Great Recession. Uh, and so I thought that this was a good ex excuse to not get a graduate job. Um, so instead I decided it was like the perfect time to go and work abroad. So I went and worked for a small NGOs, one in 
Prague for about four months and then I went to Berlin um, and worked there for a year just for a tiny NGO um, and it, it was really fun because you just get to do anything yeah. I mean uh, you have to do everything because there are only sort of three of you and a dog working there um, and I loved Berlin it was just an amazing lifestyle and obviously excellent for tech and then uh, I was kind of coming to the end of the year and uh, saw this advert to go and work in cabinet office and I thought mm, give it a go uh, and so I flew home went to an, for an interview there and obviously got it and the first day I walked into the building I thought I was going to go and work on, in policy which is classic civil service you know most people want to go and work there yeah um, but I was put into the IT and digital team and uh, originally I was meant to be rotating around like different areas but I just loved it so much from the, the moment I started um, I just love the idea that we were building this service it was electoral registration for people to uh, register to vote online and I love that we we're building it for everyone in the country I mean what kind of opportunity is that uh, so started there and then after a few years there I moved into the Ministry of Justice, again working digital. Wow, Yeah. very cool. Kylie, what was your career path? Uh, so I started uh, well in Edinburgh so I graduated uh, with a degree in literature which um, I then moved into publishing which sounds really relevant to my degree but actually what I was doing in publishing was I was not really using any of my uh, book skills as such. Um, so I was really fortunate I got a kind of entry level role to Penguin Books and moved there uh, just before I graduated, uh, which was an absolutely amazing experience. Um, and I really, I'd thought in my mind, going into publishing, I would sort of work in maybe some small publishing houses, and you know, there's loads of them in London, and maybe I'd end up at Penguin, because that was kind of one of the big prestigious ones. And so when I got there, kind of straight off the bat, I was, I was quite surprised, but really fortunate. And it was, it was an incredible place to work. I mean, so creative, and there were just some fantastic people working there. So my role there was in what's called production. So it's sort of you manage the process from the concept of a book into the delivery of a book, whether that is in a physical form or a digital form. And it was kind of during those four years that I was at Penguin that I kind of got into doing ebooks and apps and things. Yeah. Um, and that was my sort of segue into digital. And then after a few years there, um, it was really, I'd, I'd started to get a little bit demotivated with the, the profit-focused aspect of it, and I kind of saw that at odds with how great the company was, that it ultimately, some decisions were obviously, of course, coming down to money. And I thought, you know, what can I do about this? So thought to use my newfound digital skills and look for a job in public sector, and just happened to be the first one I found was in Department of Health, which was a, a kind of entry-level product manager role, which had a lot of transferable skills with what I was doing. So yeah, I managed to get a job there um, and I was there for just over a year before I started, you know, looking for my next step and Ministry of Justice, uh, I guess anyone outside of government wouldn't really know, but it's got quite a reputation for its digital team and it was it's definitely one of the biggest, if not the biggest, and has done kind of the most prolific work out of all the departments. So yes, yeah, set my sights there and, and managed to get in. So I've been there for nine, ten months now and it's, it's fantastic. Awesome. So what's the one thing you both love about what you do? It's definitely the, the people that I work with. So it's not just you know my team and the, the delivery team within the Ministry of Justice. Um, we very much consider the users of our service to be part of the team as well in terms of driving the product and setting the vision. So I do spend a lot of my time actually going to prisons. Um, so the service I work on is to book a visit to see someone in prison. So if you're a friend of my or a family member of someone in prison, you can do that online. Previously, it was only available over the phone and there was often, you know, you're on the line for hours at a time. So being able to do that quickly and easily is, is really important to them. 
And when I actually go to prisons to, to you know, observe what it's like in that environment, it's, it's some of the most emotional scenes you'll ever come across. You know, these people have been waiting potentially weeks, months to see that person. They have a limited amount of time that they can do that. And if they arrive and there's something that goes wrong, you know, they're not on the list or they're not approved or they didn't manage to get the time they want, it can just be, you know, so upsetting. It's, it's typically, you know, mum and quite young children who are going there to see their dad for, you know, once a month visit. Um, and it can be, it really kind of brings it home how important it is to get our service right and make sure that they do have that access to the people that they love. Um, so yeah, so I think that kind of very frontline element of my job is is absolutely what I love about it the most. But also um, in Justice Digital, we get a lot of sort of free reign to do other things and pursue other interests. So we have what's called 5% time. We're really encouraged to spend time doing something for the greater good, whether that's within the team or kind of much broader. So we recently founded a, an LGBT society in our team, which has been really really good fun we've had a couple of meetups it's getting much bigger we've now expanded it to be across all government departments so we're off to Brighton Pride yep. next month wow. as our first sort of group outing which is just gonna be wicked and yeah just being able to kind of have that time and invest in that sort of thing is, is really cool yeah I should definitely introduce you to Robin from Geek Girl uh, so you get a chance go have a listen to the podcast that we did with her so Robin uh, Exton one of our original kind of co-founders Geek Girl Meetup in the UK she's the founder of Her which is a lesbian bisexual dating app um, and she she just she has so much time for all of that so she, she just she literally I can kind of see her there going awesome awesome bright tell me more um, you, you would love her so you should, uh, should definitely make a connection there for you brilliant thank yeah. you sounds great so what do you love? Yeah, it's similar actually. I think it's um, the in the Ministry of Justice, the users of your service are just unique to government. Mm. You don't find situations like we find anywhere else. Um, and so uh, with the Ministry of Justice, uh, often people have, it's, it's for people who have got into difficult situations, no one would actively choose to uh, get involved with the ministry had they not like got into some sticky situation. So people who want to divorce, people who have ended up in prison or know someone in prison, um, or you know, so um, I think I think that's the main thing. Really, it's really really unique problems and unique situations, and we get to build services for them. So super interesting and incredibly gratifying. Yeah, no, it does sound like there's obviously a, a serious challenge there in pulling it all together, but also. I guess to a degree you have to apply a lot of empathy yeah absolutely in what you're doing yeah um which for some people absolutely love it like I I think it, being empathetic just generally is an amazing skill to have though that's really 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 interesting now that brings us to the next loop which is you guys are actually hiring at the moment aren't you so yeah. what roles are available and why should someone come and work with you apart from the fact that you're both lovely <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> Well, in terms of what roles we're hiring for, there's more likely, you know, what roles are we not hiring for? Yeah. We've, oh, got, okay. we've got so many out there. A lot of them in the more technical space, so we're looking for developers, web ops, that sort of thing. Um, but we do also look quite often for researchers, uh, for product managers, delivery managers, 
basically anything that makes up the, the teams that we have in government, we're just really clamouring for, for people at the minute. Definitely. And um, in government, we're really, really keen to get people in and they do actually have quite a big budget to train people if you're willing to become a permanent civil servant. So, uh, you know, if you're young and enthusiastic and you want to come into the ministry and um, work in digital, we're really keen to get people who are like that in. We also hire lots of junior roles, so junior yep. developers, and they get paired up and kind of progressed on to the next level, which is which is really cool. Yeah. So where can someone go if they're interested in looking at the multiple <laughs> awesome jobs that are available? Where can they find out more? Probably the best place is our blog, so Modj Digital blog, if you just search for that. Um, we have a kind of link on there to all of our active jobs at the minute. But we also have a little, which is quite cool, sort of page where we have examples of people who work in those roles and we describe what we do on a day-to-day -day basis oh, great. Yes. so and how that's sort of unique within government as, as Kamala said so that's yeah. quite a cool place to look great well, also on Twitter so just tweet us um, yeah what's the Twitter handle Justice, Justice underscore digital. digital. There we yeah. go. Look, they reversed that bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. So so as always, imagine that beneath my voice right now there is a box of text and within the text you can see a link and you can find out more by following that. So to shift back to careers and what you're doing now and everything, who who would you say has been an inspiration to you and what you do now or when you were younger or just kind of generally? Probably got a bit of a, a left field one. Um, my biggest hero generally in life always is uh, Jessica Innes-Hill. <laughs> so I'm a huge, Full huge name. athletics fan. <laughs> yep, yep, got to put it all in there. Um, yeah, and I just... Honestly, I could, you know, t too many superlatives to, to mention. I just think she's absolutely incredible. But in terms of her work ethic and absolute, you know, determination, I think for someone who had, especially at 2012, huge amount of pressure on her shoulders. Um, and I was actually really lucky. I only got one set of tickets to the Olympics and that happened to be what turned out to be Super Saturday. So when, oh, when Jess and Mo and Greg all their, got their gold medals within about 40 minutes of each other. And I just remember almost fainting at that moment. <laughs> I was just so relieved on their behalf that it actually all came together. Um, but yeah, I just I think she's absolutely amazing. Um, and to come back to another Olympics this year after... You know, she had a kid and nobody does that hardly ever um, yeah. to get back into that shape. And, you know, it looks like she's going to contest the gold and I'm actually going to Rio. So hopefully I'll be there to see it happen all over again. I am so jealous. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I completely agree. You know, she is a machine in the best way possible. And she's also just a side note, but every time she smiles, I immediately smile. Yeah, like, <laughs> she genuinely just looks lovely. So yeah, I think that's a, a very good person to, to pay. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, so the person who inspires me is uh, Leanne Pittsford, who's the founder of Lesbians Who Tech. Um, for those of you who don't know, that's a sort of worldwide community of queer women who were in or around technology. Yeah. I think she founded it a few years ago and now it's a sort of international phenomenon. And, um, and yeah, uh, it's just so good to see someone build a kind of community where, in which voices are given uh, and platforms are given to sort of uh, people with more diverse voices. Yeah. So, yeah. No, lesbians who tech are doing amazing things. Yeah. yeah, and and her in her Twitter bio, uh, I'll paraphrase. Um, it's she says, "I make stuff happen." So I think that we should all live by that. Yeah. Um, and as an aside, Kylie and I are both going to the Lesbians Who Tech Summit in New York. Um, so very excited about that. She's just name dropping places that I don't <laughs> go to. Now. Like, 
<laughs> that's amazing. So when is that? Um, so that's in September. Yep, 22nd of September. So it's got a whole weekend of fun. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so incredibly excited. Okay, I'm just going to find out now if Robin's going. And <laughs> just hook you all up there. Please do. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So what, what do they do at the, the summit? Um, so they have uh, multiple people speaking uh, all day, but they also have these sort of breakout groups where you can go and uh, they also have sort of hackathons there as well. So it's sort of anything that you're interested in, you can go along to. Uh, but they have had some really, really inspirational speakers there last year. So very excited. Okay, I'm definitely checking out. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And what about, you know, books or blogs or podcasts um, yeah. that you, you might be listening to that you think you get some real, like, nuggets of wisdom from? Like, well, of course, going through the Geek Girl podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you get a gold star. <laughs> In terms of what I read, um, on a day-to-day -day basis, just quite honestly, I just read The Guardian for a load of stuff. So that's kind of my news and politics and uh everyday basis. Um, Twitter hooks me up with most of the things I read as well, yeah. so in terms of tech articles and that sort of thing. Um, so a couple of product management books that I read uh, quite often, so Roman Pickler, that sort of thing, um, some really good product owner um, stuff like that. Watching things is my really sort of chill out time, so at the minute it's all about Orange is the New Black, <laughs> which I'm afraid to say is nothing like UK prison. <laughs> So if you were thinking of going to justice to meet Alex Voss, that's just not going to happen as much as I would like. Cool. And what about you? What are you listening to? Yeah, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm a big uh, podcast nerd. But the, if I was going to recommend one, it would be Note to Self, um, which is this podcast about how technology is basically changing the way that we live. Um, and, yeah, it's just excellent. It's got amazing programs about like you know do health apps work and really ask like quite difficult questions about technology um in terms of uh what i read i'm a big fan of slate slate.com i tend to read a lot of stuff on that and also has some excellent podcasts so recommended awesome okay good i love my one of my favorite things is just people giving like knowledge share like i get yeah. knowledge from here here and then yeah i love it awesome so i'm gonna kind of wrap things up a little bit now but the one thing I want to ask you both is what is the kind of one big piece of advice that you would give to anyone in their career? Okay so in terms of my own experience the biggest piece of advice I'd give anyone is if you're thinking of trying to work in a company or just an, an industry in any, in any form really don't try to not to limit yourself to one particular role or one particular part of that organization so for example when I started working at Penguin I worked in uh, the production department that's that's not really where I originally wanted to go um, it turned out to be absolutely a perfect fit for me but if you had managed to get in through that sort of space it was very easy once you were in the company to move around so some of the more popular roles in publishing for example are you know everyone wants to be an editor but if you can get into say marketing or publicity or any of those other roles those companies are really good at helping you move around and I absolutely say the same thing for government so you know government is absolutely huge and once once you're in it doesn't even matter if you're not in a specialist role there you mm. do have the chance to to learn new things and cross departments and work in different areas so just getting your foot in the door initially is enough and then you can figure out once you're in there whether firstly you really like it and secondly if you want to move around you can yeah i totally agree um obviously we've been plugging justice because we work there but uh you can work anywhere in government and there are just so many different departments ones you've never even heard of so once you're in it's really easy to move around 
That's great. Now, one thing we haven't talked about yet is the fact that the Ministry of Justice is hosting the Geek Girl Meet Up Conference for 2016. Yay! Yes, we are back. So anyone who has been to one of our conferences before, you'll, you'll kind of know what the download is. But we usually get around 30 incredible women in tech on stage through panels, workshops and keynotes as well for an audience of women, but also men. And we're delighted that you guys are going to host us on the 8th of October. So save the date now. We're very excited. And uh, I expect we'll, uh, we'll get you two lovely ladies up on stage as well. Hope to see you there. Yeah, we're excited. Woo. And that brings us to the end of today's Geek Girl Meetup podcast. So thank you so much for joining me, you two. It's been a real pleasure. I've learned a lot about the Ministry of Justice, not the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> and, uh, and as usual, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at GGMUK. You can catch us on Facebook with Geek Girl Meetup UK and also go and subscribe to our newsletter if you want to stay in the loop on all of our events, including very, very soon the unveiling of our conference theme. And as always, thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. This has been Geek Girl Meets, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>